Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. Roman Catholic and Orthodox Christians pray to Mary. That is, they invocate or call on her for help. Catholics do not worship Mary. They honor, venerate, glorify, and revere her. They have continued to seek the protection of Mary as the Mother of Sorrows and relied on her intercession as the Queen of Heaven or Stella Maris since the Middle Ages. In the 1200s, a movement towards devotion to Mary inspired the building of chapels in her honor across Europe and grand cathedrals such as Notre Dame or Notre Dame in English, meaning Our Lady dedicated to the Virgin Mary. A Lady Chapel is a traditional British term for a chapel dedicated to Our Lady, Mary, Mother of Jesus, particularly those inside a cathedral or other large church. The chapels are also known as a Mary Chapel or a Marian Chapel, and they were traditionally the largest side chapel of a cathedral placed eastward from the high altar and forming a projection from the main building. Most Roman Catholic and many Anglican cathedrals still have such chapels, while mid-sized churches have smaller side altars dedicated to the Virgin. Mary holds a less prominent position in Protestantism. Anglicans tend to pray with Mary, that is, to complicate or Pray with her. Most other Protestant denominations honor Mary, but do not pray to or with her. Let's listen to Bishop Robert Barron's spiritual interpretation of Mary learning that she would become the mother of Jesus. Standing on top of the Pyramid of the Sun, in the ancient city of Teotihuacan. Behind me you can see the Pyramid of the Moon. This is one of the most beautiful examples of pre-Columbian architecture. Despite the beauty of the architecture, it's also a place that chills us a bit because we realize that here, as in so many other places like it in ancient Mexico, human sacrifice took place. Now mind you, I'm not trying to demonize the ancient Aztec or Mayan cultures. Many ancient cultures practiced human sacrifice. In fact, if the contemporary philosopher René Girard is right, something like human sacrifice lies at the foundation of most human societies. Girard says this, Tensions naturally arise within human communities, and then what kicks in is what he called a scapegoating mechanism. We tend to find someone or some group to blame, and we cast, as it were, our anxieties onto them. We persecute them. We ostracize them at the limit we kill them. And in that process, we feel a kind of renewal of our community. That explains why, on Girard's reading, ancient people saw the gods as pleased with scapegoating violence. That's why here, on top of pyramids like this, when they would raise the still-beating heart of the victim to the gods, they were seen as placating these powers that governed the universe. Something René Girard found very interesting is... In that great biblical story of the temptation of Jesus, when the devil displays before him all the kingdoms of the world and Jesus resists him, Jesus uses this term. He says, begone Satan. Hosatanas in the Greek means 
the accuser, the blamer. The implication is that somehow at the foundation of society is something like this scapegoating mechanism. Our Lady of Guadalupe, when she appeared to Juan Diego, said, I am the mother of the Most High God. She was announcing the emergence into the world of the true God, who at the climax of his life became not the perpetrator of scapegoating violence, but precisely the victim of it. In Jesus crucified, we see that the true God stands not on the side of the victimizers, but precisely on the side of the victims. The world is ordered not through violence. The world is ordered precisely through love and through nonviolence. Now, I labor under no illusions that the Spaniards who brought the faith to this part of the world were angels, or that no atrocities were perpetrated in the name of Christ. There were. However, this great message came through. As Mexico was evangelized, this practice of human sacrifice ended. And there, I think, is a prime example of how the evangelization of the country changed the very nature of the society. In the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke, we find Mary's great hymn of praise to Yahweh. It commences with the simple declaration, My soul magnifies the Lord. Mary announces here that her whole being is ordered to the glorification of God. Her ego wants nothing for itself. It wants only to be an occasion for giving honor to God. But since, as we've seen, God needs nothing, whatever glory Mary gives to him returns to her benefit, so that she is magnified in the very act of magnifying him. In giving herself away fully to God, Mary becomes a superabundant source of life. Indeed, she becomes pregnant with God. This odd and wonderful rhythm of magnifying and being magnified is the key to understanding everything about Mary. From her divine motherhood to her assumption and immaculate conception and to her mission in the life of the church. The great 19th century Jesuit poet Jared Manley Hopkins caught this in his ballad The May Magnificat. He wonders in the first few stanzas why May should be a month dedicated to Mary. And he provides Mary's own answer, writing, Ask of her the mighty mother. Her reply puts this other question. What is spring? Growth in everything. Then, with typical verbal dexterity and spiritual enthusiasm, Hopkins delineates the modes of growth in springtime. Flesh and fleece, fur and feather, grass and green world all together, Star-eyed, strawberry-breasted, throstle above her nested cluster of bugle blue eggs thin, forms and warms the life within. And bird and blossom swell in sod or sheath or shell. And he imagines Mary, the mother of God, surveying all of this life with limitless pleasure. He writes, All things rising, all things sizing, Mary sees sympathizing with that world of good. Nature's Motherhood. Mary's utter willingness to magnify the Lord made of her a matrix of life. The spring itself, in all of its wild fecundity, is but a hint at the vitality that she unleashes. In her great Magnificat in Luke's Gospel, Mary sings the praises of the God who cast down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the lowly, visited by the Immaculate Conception by the Queen of Heaven, who received the message of the angel in a hovel, 
and gave birth to the Son of God in a cave. This woman is, after Jesus himself, the most depicted figure in the history of Christian art. This woman has beguiled the imaginations of our most gifted poets from Dante to T.S. Eliot. To this woman, millions come, bearing the burdens of their hearts, for they believe her to be their mother. Mary would play a decisive role in the history of salvation, that she'd be tightly associated with the work of her son. Therefore, it was fitting, appropriate, that she, like him, should be sinless. Mary is, like the rest of us, saved by the grace of Christ. But since that grace is, properly speaking, eternal or outside of time, it can be applied in a way that undermines the ordinary rhythm of time. Thus it was by a kind of preemptive strike that Christ's grace removed sin from the Blessed Mother, even before Christ appeared physically. The principle articulated by Gamaliel, it's in the Acts of the Apostles, when they were saying, should we get rid of these Christians? And he very wisely said, look, why don't we leave them alone? If they're not of God, they're just going to fade away. If they are of God and we fight them, we will find ourselves fighting God. That's a really good principle. So something's going on, something happened. What do we do? Why don't we leave it alone? See what happens. Think of all the people who've claimed extraordinary visions or locutions or they've seen something. What's come of it? Nothing. It fades away over time. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calotrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.